0: the in conversation podcast series with author nigel beckles
1: welcome to the podcast Podcast. please like the podcast Podcast. and subscribe to this channel thank you have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce how can you avoid making the same mistakes again how to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now PodPage makes it easy to create a podcast website with just a few clicks every page is optimized to be found on google and it stays up to date forever for more information visit podpage.com the future of podcast promotion get ready for takeoff
0: welcome back to my in conversation podcast series my guest for this episode is a successful entrepreneur male leadership coach and mentor american stephen west Hi, Stephen. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? Great, and thanks for having me.
1: It's a privilege and an honor. You're very welcome. So where do you live at the moment? I live in southeast Virginia. For those that don't know, Virginia is about halfway between Maine and Miami, which is the east coast of the United States of America. And so I live about an hour inland from Virginia Beach. So did you grow up there in that area? I did. I live... 10 minutes now from where I grew up, the uh, farm that I grew up on. Interestingly, you know, us rebels left uh, the motherland where you are from to come and and start the United States of America. But we were evidently homesick because everything around me is named after something on your map. I live in Windsor now in Isle of Wight County. I'm from Suffolk. Right down the road is Norfolk. A lot of history here. A lot of Civil War history. A lot of Revolutionary War history. A lot of fun stuff around here. So, growing up, what was that like for you? A lot of hard work. Uh, We grew up on a farm. Uh, We raised some animals, and mostly it was uh, what we call row crops. We grew peanuts and corn and soybeans, and then we replaced peanuts with cotton. So, some of the first peanuts grown in North America were grown around here. In fact, the town I grew up in, the hospital that I was born in was built by a man named uh, Amadeus Obese. He's from Italy, but he came here and he started Planters Peanuts, which I think everyone knows. Who Planters Peanuts is one of the largest peanut producing companies on earth, and it's from right here. So I grew up on a peanut farm. So it was a you know just like you typically hear about the Bible Belt, south, southern part of the United States of America. A lot of hard work, God country, a- apple pie, and uh, a daddy that believed in seriously hard work. I learned a lot. I learned that I didn't want to work that hard anymore. So I left the farm and went and pursued other opportunities.
0: Well, I understand you're also a male
1: leadership coach.
0: So what made you decide to go into that
1: field? I made so many mistakes. So what I found out was men like me, men tend to work in a vacuum. I had to learn a lot. And what I also learned is men who are really, really good in the marketplace, those skill sets don't carry over at home in their most important relationship. So what I was going to tell you is I was building a business to create freedom for me and my family and provide a lifestyle that I couldn't dream of, of, you know, working for someone else. And in the process, I built a prison. I became, that became my identity. I was, I I left it all on the field in the marketplace and really stunk at home in, in marriage and as a husband and as a father. And sadly, I'm here to tell you that there was a night where I was sitting on the floor in my oldest daughter's bedroom. I've got five kids. And I was—I had them under my arms as if I was their mother hen. I only say that because you never hear about roosters doing that. But I had them under my wings because they had heard plenty of fights between me and their mother, but not like the one they just heard. The amount of screaming and it, it went from screaming to physical. It was It was a night where it was my defining moment where things changed. And I realized then that I was not living the life of my dreams. I was living a lot of other people's dreams. It had become my nightmare. And I put a stake in the ground that night that I would change what I had done to fail as a husband and a father. And as I sought help, I found out there were a lot of men who had the same problem. And it was interesting as I was preparing my thoughts for this, this very interview is look at how many blockbuster movies there are to come to mind that I thought about that I like a lot. They became very successful franchises. Terminator, that started with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then uh, The Matrix, And if you understand the premise behind these movies is human beings create machines to do the workforce only to have the machines take over and put us to work and then decide they don't need us at all and kill us. And there's nuclear war and we scorch the sky and all that. And you think that's far-fetched. Not really, because men are kind of doing that when they create a system, a machine, a business that's supposed to provide for them. And that business, that machine, that system takes over and we become slaves to that machine we made almost to the point that it destroys us. So while I was focusing on my fame and my fortune and building lots of things, I was building... While also burning down my health, my family and everything that should have mattered. Cause you know, the sad thing about men is they'll spend most of their life trading their health to get wealth. And in their later years, they flip that exchange. They consume all their wealth trying to get their health back. And it's too late. You can't destroy your health over 40 years and get it back in 40 minutes, despite all the commercials with quick fix pills and, you know, get, get six pack abs without doing crunches. Well, there ain't no easy win. So as I went to go get help for me, Nigel, I found these men who had figured some things out and I consumed a lot of content I, you know I had been blessed with a lot of income so I spent more money than most people make on personal development. I took my eyes off the business ball. Now, if all you got is one little business or one job, maybe that's okay. When you have multiple businesses and you have payroll and you have employees and you have investments and you take your eyes off, no one will look after your business like you. The pendulum swung the other way. And now I'm trying to focus on saving a marriage that quite honestly was too little too late. It was already burnt down and I was trying to take ashes and put something back together. And so I lived in denial and I took my eye off the business ball. I've worked with a bunch of other men that have this build and burn pattern. We build and we burn. I'll share two things with you of why I think men build and burn. If unless you are like Paris Hilton and you're born with the money and you're born with nothing but a drive and a dream and an opportunity, scarcity drives a man. So he goes out and hustles so he can get his next meal. Hustling in this day and age, will get you a certain level of success unless you're just completely nuts. And what happens is when you shift from scarcity to some prosperity, you can lose your drive. And you miss the drive you got when you were broken, just getting started. And you'll self-sabotage and burn from prosperity back to scarcity because it's what motivates you. Now, for me, I had a father that I was trying to please. And I'll be honest with you. I'm going to share this with you now, Josh. I've, I I've said, I've become more transparent and vulnerable in my old age. Anybody gets anything from this, maybe I can help them. I'm 49 years old. My dad has been dead for eight years. And subconsciously, I'm still trying to please a man it's no longer here. And what I learned from him, Nigel, was two things. Number one, you better work hard. And again, if you work hard, you make a certain amount of money. And he believed because he had worked hard his whole life and been moral and ethical and kept his nose clean and never got so much financial success because of decisions he made. He wasn't a good businessman. He didn't farm because he wanted money. He he farmed because he wanted to. That was his passion. He did it as a hobby. The problem was it was how he made his money. And so he he got sour grapes over not having financial success. And, and because he didn't care about financial success, but he told himself, that, that, and then he told me this countless times son, the only difference between a good businessman and a crook is the good businessman ain't been caught yet what's he saying? If I've lived a good life and I don't have much, then you must can only be successful in business, lying, cheating, stealing. And so a crook was just a good businessman that got caught. And a good businessman just figured out how not to get caught. So guess what subconsciously I'm doing, Nigel, I will work hard and make money. But if I keep too much, maybe daddy will think I'm a crook. I'm not having these conscious thoughts, Hmm. but subconsciously I'm building and burning and building and burning. And I'm living off the adrenaline. I'm checking these Things that I got to make daddy happy, meanwhile when you 're twenty nine and you build and burn that 's fun when you 're thirty nine you build and burn, but once you get into your forties, you get so tired of starting over you don 't know what to do, and you got to figure some stuff out and divorce is expensive and i 'm sorry to tell you that, that that night that was my rude awakening because it was it was over with my children's mother and and they went through what they went through, and PTSD, and all of that fun stuff, and mostly at my, the hands of me being a moron. And I started to put things in place and found these other men that had had the same struggles. I'm sorry to report that I didn't save that marriage. I, it couldn't be saved. But we got out of a toxic relationship. My kids are better. My ex-wife is remarried, and they're doing well. I'm remarried to the, to the wife of my dreams, and we're doing well. And so I'm not campaigning for a divorce, but sometimes men can spend a lot of effort trying to save a relationship that absolutely cannot be saved. Now, if you can save it, let's save it. If we can't, let's recognize that and let's part in better ways than I did. So I can help guys not make the same mistakes and not try to clean out the ditches on the both side of the same road Mm -hmm. is keeping it in the middle, in the paved area where they meant for us to drive our car. And um, so all that to say this again, it chose me. It's inevitable that I have to help other people because so many people have helped me. And I have a unique way of boiling down all that I learned into a basic essence that says, hey, this worked for me. This might work for you. And if it doesn't, I got enough sense as an entrepreneur to know that what worked yesterday may not work today. And the key is adaptability. I just heard uh, TD Jakes, who's a businessman and pastor, said, you know, there's IQ, there's an intelligence quotient. And we talk about EQ, which is emotional intelligence. But now there's AQ, which is your adaptability quotient. How quickly can you adapt in a world where you adapt or die? We ask for life to be easy. It's not meant to be easy, it's meant to be worth it. And we got to work. We might as well work on the right things and not destroy ourselves in the process. So now I'm, I'm healthier and uh, getting, getting the wealth. Uh, train back on track and happiness and fulfillment. And so it's possible when I want other men who are frustrated to realize there's help and there's hope and things are possible if you're willing to clean up your messes and do the work.
0: Well, the question I wanted to ask you is, why do you believe many guys struggle to express their emotions?
1: See, we homeschooled our kids and everybody act like we, you know, we're aliens. No, that's what we did with little human beings for most of our existence is they were schooled at home. And so they were always with mom and dad learning what mom and dads did. And those gender roles were played out in front of us. And so boys learned how to become men from the father who they were with all day. But then men with the industrial revolution traded in being on the farm. By the way, people didn't used to have mortgages. They didn't used to have monthly bills. You were self-sustained. If you wanted eggs, you had chickens. If you wanted milk, you had cows. You tended your land and you built your barn and you built your house. And your community came and helped. There was barn raisins. And they would build a young married couple a house, knowing that when it was your turn, you'd go help them build their house. There were no mortgages, there were no bills, there was no electric bills, there was no phone bills, there was no monthly bills. You worked to eat. And have a place to sleep and make your clothes. That's the majority of our experience on life. Not having monthly bills, not having to commute to work, and the stress of daddy being gone all day. So daddy gets up before the kids are up. I did this. I worked at a meal where I lived five minutes away from work. And my family never saw me when I worked at the paper mill. Because I got up and went to work before they woke up. And they were already in the bed asleep by the time I got home. And I was doing that seven days a week. They never saw me. I might as well have been overseas. That's why I took on a consultant role and started to travel overseas. So Junior used to watch daddy be daddy growing up. and But then we went to the Industrial Revolution and men weren't home anymore. And so Junior was learning from mom. And moms are important. But men ought to learn how to be men from men. And now these men, are they come home and they're not present because... They, they, they left the best part of them at somebody else's job or at somebody else's business, not their own. They're no longer the kings of their castle. Then we had two major global wars, World War I and World War II where men not only weren't the kings of their castle anymore, they just became a part of a bigger machine. And now we turn them into soldiers and you know what soldiers can't do? They can't be emotional. We were taught suck it up, buttercup. Big boys don't cry. And you can't deal with your emotions, but we're emotional creatures. And when you can't process your emotion, you become like a pressure cooker that is steadily building pressure. And if you don't relieve that pressure, eventually the pressure cooker goes off. So men aren't learning how to be men and they're, and we're not taught how to deal with our emotions. And so women are more emotional and they won't vulnerability, won't transparency, but we've been taught to be Mr. Macho and Mr. Tough. So one of the hardest things for me to come to grips with is that I could honor my father and be a man. He used to talk about being henpecked, meaning the rooster was not the rooster because the, the hen controlled him. And so you've got that program that, hey, if I'm too tender and I'm too nice to my wife, my daddy will think I'm hen pecked. He won't think I'm a man. And that's not what a woman wants from a man. Now, you need to be tough when it's going out in the marketplace or going out to hunt the buffalo. There's times to be tough, but that's in the marketplace. There's times to be tough because there's bullies out there. There's, it's, there's, there's enemies out there, but your wife and kids aren't the enemy. And so you ha- men have to have an outlet to go hunt the buffalo, to go produce in the marketplace. But what makes them successful in the marketplace or as a soldier or as whatever is not going to work when wives and kids won't a deep rooted intimate connection and men just don't know how to do that. I could told you the other day, women can meet and for the first time they're sharing intimate details about their lives and men can have friends they've known for 40 years and they don't even know their middle name. Don't know anything about them Cause men are just not good at connecting at a deep level until they've had their butts handed to them. Like I did through my own stupid decisions. And I went and found men who figured out how to be vulnerable, how to be tough and tender when the need Require And that's who I learned all this stuff from. I mean, I, I learned from my dad, but then I had to unlearn some of those things and and get better at, okay, do I understand why I am the way I am and what can I do about it? And more importantly, can I help anybody else? So Stephen, what other interests do you have? I like business. I like starting businesses. I like have multiple streams of income passionate about helping men develop multiple streams of income men were were successful business owners but they had traditional brick and mortar businesses that were basically ripped from them because of the shutdown of of coronavirus if you had a hair salon or a nail salon or a restaurant or some physical brick and mortar business that all of a sudden just you could not open because of government mandates you still had bills you still had cash flow you still had your life and so it don't take long till your cash flow is gone. And they didn't know how to pivot. Started a podcast called What I'm Teaching My Sons Now. Again, it's not just for men, though it's from a male perspective because there's unique male challenges, like I was telling you, is but I have sons and I want them to know. And what I'm telling women is, it's not just for men. It's not just for males because women have to learn about men. They've got husbands, they've got fathers, they've got sons, they've got business partners, clients, associates, whatever. Women have to learn the unique challenges of men. So it's what I'm teaching my sons now. They happen to be nine and 12. So if I'm teaching at a nine and 12 year old level, it should be pretty universal for anyone at whatever, where they are in their their learning curve. And now implies a sense of urgency and then I have a subtitle for it because I like alliteration and marketing. So what I'm teaching my sons now, making men, it implies an active role in men, not hoping they turn out, making men that master mindset, money and messages that matter. Mindset determines so much in our life. So much of life is won and lost right up here. Money, money will make you or break you. Money money is a key foundational element in our lives. Like the late great Zig, Zig Ziglar said, money ain't everything, but I put it right up there with oxygen. And you're never so aware of of how important it is until you don't have any. And then messages that matter, because there's so many messages that don't matter. We waste so much time on so much endless triviality. And that's a fancy term for marketing. And I think marketing, you don't have to be in business to market. If you're just out here trying to get a message out on a podcast, you're marketing. And to get that message out, you got to market the message. You got to market the messages that matter. So. What am I interested in? I'm interested in taking that podcast and starting to use that as the trunk line, as the main street, as the baseline as to establish, well, I just said the baseline for, here's the foundational truths I want to teach. And then finding out what, the listeners, what the marketplace wants, and we can do we can do spinoffs. We can have derivatives where we say, "Oh, you want to learn more about sales? I can help you with that." I, you want to learn more about marketing? You want to learn more about cash flow? You want to learn more about marriage? Whatever that is, and I may not be the expert, but because I'm the Reader's Digest version of everything, and I've got the big picture, if I can't provide the cutting edge resources myself. I will connect you with those because of the networks that I've built, because of the businessmen that I've connected with and we've helped each other. I can get you access to some of the best and the brightest at whatever it is. And so it's being that concierge of male entrepreneur issues. I can either help you, I can find somebody, can help you, and we can put all this under one roof, and it starts with uh, the message of that podcast. So thank you for asking. So Stephen, how can people contact you? Steven? With a PH, M as in Mary West, Stephen M West. That's my name. West as in opposite of East. So S T E P H E N M as in Mary West.com. That's a website where you can learn more about me, get in touch with me, or you can just email me at Stephen with a PH at Stephen M West.com. We okay, Stephen, in the USA,
0: thank you very much for your time. Thank you.
1: I appreciate it, Nigel. It's been a blast. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Another In Conversation podcast coming soon.